Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Welcome to Sin City with Nico Manessis and Dane McLean. So, to our listeners, today it marks the occasion of two things. One, we're going to be talking about Mr. Bean, which came out in 1990, so 30 years. And the other occasion, it's the 24th anniversary of my partner and good friend, Dane McLean. Happy birthday, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm almost the same age as Mr. Bean. That's kind of interesting. Six years, years difference. Uh, pretty similar, actually. That's interesting. Wow. It's it's destiny. <laughs> Before we uh, get to um, today's topic, I'm so. How you how you been, man? Like, how's your birthday been so far? So far, so good. Um, I woke up late, had brunch, that kind of stuff. You know, it's nice birthday on a Sunday perfect so relaxing and it worked out really well for me i'm glad that uh yeah it's awesome and i had great messages from my friends such as yourself nico you made me so happy reading your great message so i have uh, great friends in my life and i i'm so grateful for that likewise same here man same here yeah wish we could be together on our birthday man that's perfect oh yeah hell yeah one day one day yeah, we've still, we've still got birthdaying to look forward to next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> birthdaying, baby. And my extension, it could in a way be barbecue day 2.0. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yeah. It'll be an awesome, awesome time with you guys. Yes, same with you. Yeah, we're going to have so many iconic moments now. Yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> And then, um, uh, I'm having trouble what to say next. Uh, how's the beard? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting kind of crazy. So I was considering to shave before my birthday, but time is so fast. I just can't keep up with the schedule of life. It's just so busy these days. So maybe another time I will start my 24th year maybe without a beard I think in the next coming days maybe so you might I might shock you at birthday or uh, the next Sin City you might see me as as a totally different person maybe oh, we'll see what happens you look good either way still beard or no beard <laughs> thank you Nico how's, how's everything with you this weekend it's going pretty good really like I've been lately I have been you know just practicing my driving Still gotta get my driver's license, but it lately or many, it's getting booked everywhere. But but what matters is that I'm really doing good my driving. I think I can do well on this test for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't need to tell you this, but you're definitely already a better driver than Mr. Bean. Let's just get that. For <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think any all of us are great drivers than Mr. Bean for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously, that guy's unfit for the road, but I know you'll have a good a good test and you'll pass the first time. I have a good feeling. Um, second time, actually. I didn't do well on the first one. But, 
you know, it happens. But, you know. Is that the the personal, or it's not the personal, the um, yeah, the in-person driving exam? Uh, that's right. Yeah, the, the practical. Oh, okay. mm, that's right. Yeah. Mm. No worries. You'll get it the next time. Yeah, thanks. It'll, it'll get better each time. I know it. Thanks. Thank you. And you know, and yeah, when I get my license, you know, I can, I can drive. We can drive to the theater and go traveling, and we can even go to your house and hang out. Yeah, that'd be that'd be outstanding for sure. Right. It'll, be, it'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. And um, maybe just maybe when you uh, when you shave your beard, I think I might do the same thing too. Yeah. <laughs> the has been has been like, like a signature look for you since uh, <laughs> since probably March, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. yeah. I'll, I'll give it some thought though. But yeah, yes, yeah. The, the little brother always does what the big brother does. So yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe uh, we can do the opposite. I can I can shave and just. And you you can grow everything, and then we'll we'll just like we could like alternate like that'd be interesting too. But oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, idea man, great. One of your best ideas, really. <laughs> so yeah, so really, really wish you a, a happy birthday for the for the rest of the day, and also for next week to a nice belated birthday, too, man. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm so happy that we were able to do this on my birthday. It worked out so well. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Destiny's Child. Destiny's oh, yeah. Child. And what better to talk about than Mr. Bean himself? <laughs> yes. I knew you wanted to do this topic because you, you've been keeping mentioning his name all throughout the group chat. And he's, he's even your profile picture on Letterboxd. That is true. And it's him in a letterbox. I didn't even realize it until afterwards. Damn, yeah. That's what I symbolism to. Where he gets stuck in the, the mailbox, the red mailbox. Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, it's a cool photo. And then I thought about it. I'm like, that's weird. It's actually, it makes sense for the for the name of the website. But it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to nice, yeah. And you also mentioned you wanted to get a tattoo of Mr. Bean, too. <laughs> I can see that happening one day. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Mr. Bean and a uh, big part of my family, too, actually. Um, my grandfather is a huge Mr. Bean fan. He's, you know, he grew up in um, Ireland and the UK. So I think it's part of his sort of, um, well, it's not part of childhood because he grew up what the 60s 50s but or earlier than that 40s but he he had mr bean at his as his facebook profile for i think at least a couple of years Wow. My so, <laughs> it's really great. Also, yeah, really great show for your to bond with your family too. Nice, man. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now that you mention it, like I my I first watched Mr. Bean. I believe it was in uh, in Chile or Spain. I think it was Spain. Uh, I we watched it back to back. I watched it back to back with my mom. Like one of the great mother son bonding times between me and her like we, we laughed a lot and my, my mom she she really loved the show not just for the humor but it also brought back a lot of nostalgia from her time in london and she was about my age yeah oh that's that's sweet 
it's it's just a fun fun franchise or what like i guess it's more of a universe than anything else right mr bean universe and brings so many joys to your life and yeah it's one of those shows that just i, I laugh hysterically watching it uh, <laughs> i probably got into mr bean again probably five or six years ago as a 18 year old i would say and i remember i just i couldn't believe that i hadn't seen mr bean in a few years and why i was not watching it because i was just killing myself laughing yeah (laughs) same here man same here yeah like yeah like i I know i love the fact how that there is absolutely almost no dialogue because it makes the show accessible to people who don't speak english exactly oh it's so true um yeah mr bean is very popular around the world like um, when I was in Colombia too, um, my girlfriend's dad, he, he's a big fan of Mr. Bean and he doesn't, um, he doesn't speak English. He speaks a little bit of English, but not, um, he, he doesn't speak it fluently. So for him to love Mr. Bean, I think was like, that showed me, wow, he's a universal, universal icon in comedy. And my, my girlfriend's dad, he's just in love with his comedy and, uh, the episodes make him make him cry laughing just like me so it's amazing to see how far reaching this this man is and he's a genius he's a older boy that's for sure yeah oh yeah for sure yeah him and teddy of course exactly <laughs> uh, so he, he touches on uh, sort of obviously like a uh, physical humor right like uh uh, something that not a lot of people can do well. I, I can't really think of, well, there's some other good comedians like him that can do it, but I think he's really one of the best in, in that genre of comedy. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm like almost similar to a mime, I'd say, you know. Exactly, yeah. 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 And, um, you know some of the backstory of the creation of um, Mr. Bean? Like Rowan Atkinson, the actor, great man, by the way, love him and his work. He came up with the idea to create Mr. Bean while he was still a student at Oxford University. Sketches and wanted to do a physical comedy. And at first, he had trouble coming up with the name. He wanted Mr. Bean's last name to be that of a, a vegetable. So he first came up with a Mr. Cauliflower and Mr. Pumpkin. But he eventually settled on Mr. Bean. And that's what wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, Bean, the name, the name is just great. Because it's it's a real last in the English language. It's like I think it's pretty common, fairly common last name in, in England. Like the actor um, Sean Bean, and so it, it's like realistic enough. But then it's also a pretty funny name. Like it's a funny name, even though it's it could be real. It's, it's kind of that offbeat sort of. Um, I don't know. It just has that ring to it that just makes you think this guy can't be. This guy can't be serious, but you know, he could be at the same time. <laughs> So true, yeah. But like, yeah. And I gotta say, if anyone had poor social skills, it has to be Mr. B. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Does definitely. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he's also the most confident. Uh, just he has no self-consciousness, which is also kind of admirable. Well, okay, maybe not admirable, but he does a lot of terrible things. 
but he he just you know he just does his thing he just goes out there and acts like a a goof but he doesn't care like, he doesn't let people's opinions change who he is so yeah yeah he's, uh, he's very interesting very interesting person Oh, yeah. Very interesting understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like imagine, imagine if we had a room, like a very small room, and we had Mr. Bean and Mirko on the other side. Now that would be legendary. <laughs> I would love to see that. I, I, I want to ask Mirko if he's ever seen Mr. Bean because he uh, Mirko is also. My good friend Marco from Italy, Marco Capuano. He's he's very um, he's he's like a comedian in how he he's so full of energy and he's very charismatic and just he makes you laugh just by his like his um, his way of just just his humor and his in his actions. Like he does really cute things that just make you laugh, and you can't help but just love him. So, so I would like to ask him if he's if he's into Mr. Bean. I've never asked him that. That's a good question. That's great. Let's do the imagine imagine them, Mr. Bean versus Miracle. Who would drive the other one nuts first? <laughs> I, I love both of those guys. They're amazing. Oh yeah. And of course, you know you have to talk about people like um, Monk as well. The um, mm-hmm. The, uh, what, what year is that from? 19, something? 1990. Uh, Monk? Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, 2002, actually. 2002. Okay, a bit later than I was thinking. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been the guy that's really been often compared to Mr. Bean, I think, the most. Like, the American version. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. In general or in our, just in our group chat? <laughs> <laughs> I think a bit of both, maybe. I don't know. I've seen it online. Sometimes people try to compare them. Like, who's the better comedian? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I've never seen Monk fully. Like, I've seen clips of it, so I don't really know if Mr. Bean is that comparable to Monk. But it's interesting to, to see it. On YouTube, there's some comparisons, and people are really passionate in the comments. Like, they're just like, Oh, I love Monk! Monk, Monk would win, Monk would win. Or, oh, Bean's better than Monk. And it's like really like a fight. Like it's like a, like some sort of wrestling match. It's so, people take it so seriously. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. And, um, and about Monk, like I think, you, um, you, you know about like the, the basic uh, summary of the show, by the way? Yeah, yeah, he's a police officer with um, OCD and he he's very he's very good at solving crimes because of that right yeah like a modern uh, Sherlock Sherlock Holmes like right. and he yeah. again like he's OCD like he he hates um being touched and whenever someone shakes hands he always asks for a wipe because he's scared of germs so yeah and he's still an amazing detective like <laughs> so hilarious for sure but between Monk and Mr. Bean I think it, we already know what happens that Mr. Bean will drive Monk nuts, like totally nuts. Yeah, oh, it's true. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. Mr. Bean just pushes it a little bit too far, right? Like he just... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very true, very true. Yeah. Uh, like, he really is a paradox. Like he's a guy that you just admire and he's also that guy that just drives you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's funny because, as I was mentioning to you before, um, 
my grandfather really loves Mr. Bean. And I think a certain part of him, my, my grandfather, his sort of like, he's, he's a very funny person. He's a comedian himself. Not a, not a legitimate, like, professional comedian, but you know what I mean? Like, he's funny. <laughs> and uh, um, my, my grandfather's lived a life of, you know, just making people smile and happy. And same with my um, girlfriend's dad as well. And so both of them, like, my, like, Neil and I have said, like, my grandfather's like the, the Mr. Bean of, of Ireland or of Canada. Uh-huh. And then she's, she has said about her dad being like the Mr. Bean of her, of her country too. So it's funny how obviously a lot of people really like Mr. Bean and, and channel some energy from him. Like oh, just yeah. the goofiness, lightheartedness, just mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. taking life too seriously and just enjoying, enjoying life. Right. Oh yeah. Very true. Very true. Very, again, more inspirational words from Dane McLean. Everyone take note. Yeah. But really, and yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, I met your grandfather briefly, I believe, which was during my first uh, hangout in your house. And yeah, like he's really he seems like a funny guy too. Like he really like the kind of guy that just makes you smile. I guess it must really run in the family because he laughs at you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see him. You didn't see him at his like most funny. Maybe I think he was a bit chill that night, a bit relaxed. But in his moment, he can he could really make you giggle because of his his stories and his his personality. So yeah, hopefully one day that's my goal. One day, as I hope I can be the well, I don't want to literally be Mr. Bean, but I mean like I want my friends to say or my my family to say, okay, you're like a Mr. Bean of our lives. Like you you do cool, funny things, and I don't know. I don't know how much I should compare people to Mr. Bean. Maybe that's not a good thing because kind of a there's some really good part of him but we'll just focus on the good part mm-hmm. which is the goofiness and the i don't know just the the comedic nature that's that's just good bringing joy in people's life oh yeah for sure yeah something which you also excel at my friend like you like you you are also a comedian yourself then like i, I, used to, sure. I, I wish i was as funny as him but Maybe one day, you know. Yeah. Growing up, he uh, should do some sort of master class. Oh yeah. And that, and learn from him how to be a physical, a physical comedian. That would be great. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, he really is an amazing comedian for sure, and a joker. You like jokers, don't you, Dane? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like jokers. Yeah. Jokers make your life interesting, and yes. uh, yeah. I mean, if you actually knew like the real Mr. Bean in your life, like, I mean, uh, there's people in your life that are kind of like Mr. Bean or do funny things, but like Mr. Bean, if he was literally in your life, the actual Mr. Bean, I think yeah, you'd probably be annoyed by him. Like he's he, he's funny to a point, and then it gets like okay, this guy needs to relax. True. Stop, stop doing this, right? Mm, yeah, like and then can cross the line, like cross the line twice, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not advocating for people to literally be Mr. Bean, but. I hope people understand what I mean. Just like, oh, yes. you know, 
yeah. Live a little bit, have be goofy. Oh yeah, that 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 is actually some great words we all need to listen to today because like, yes, like like you and me and many people we know we are basically adults for sure, but we all it's also good to keep that that childlike spirit in us as well. Like life can always be too serious. There must always be a good balance of both drum and comedy that just makes life all the more sweeter. It's so true. So true. And I mean, even if, even if it's just in the form of like um, a creative outlet, like if, even if it's just you as an actor, or as a YouTuber, um, podcaster, whatever, like uh, I'm not telling people they have to go out and live their life in public all the time being a, being a crazy Mr. Bean type character. But I think you can, you can add that sort of fun to your to your creative things. Like I think Jim Carrey is kind of an interesting example or comparison I can mm-hmm. kind of think about because he he's a really serious guy in his real life. He's he's a very calm, professional, like clear thinking person, but in his um in his characters and all of course also Rowan Atkinson is the same way. <laughs> the real Mr. Bean he he's really calm, professional, nice person, pleasant person in, in real life from what I can tell. But he really gives it his all and same with Jim Carrey and comedians in that same sort of conversation and they they're some of the best of their craft and they really they they become these characters and you you totally see them as the characters so yeah even even outside of the character i mean people assume rowan atkinson is 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 really mr bean and i think a lot of people are surprised when they learn that he's actually like a pretty like relaxed guy like he he's not going around pranking people all day he's really it's true he he plays the role so well and you you almost can't separate him from the character because he just he's really become that that character and that icon it's pretty oh yeah sure yeah like he's very approachable outside of his work too sure doesn't let the character you know like overtake him well yeah yeah and even rowan atkinson his life i mean you know he i think he was an engineer um where he studied what did he study i'm just gonna fact check fact check this so i get this right but i think he was actually yeah, he was an engineer, and he had a he had an actual career, but he just realized he wasn't enjoying it. Maybe like he knew it wasn't what would make him fulfilled. So even though he was this really educated guy and really had a future ahead of him, he he still he still went into a new path, and that was to be a performer and an entertainer and an actor. And then I think he started off in radio on BBC and then eventually television and then eventually of course Mr. Bean turned into a movie or a couple movies so it's pretty amazing it just shows how he he always had that in him I think and eventually maybe it took him until he was a little bit older in life to really embrace it but he he made the right choice I think like he, he excelled at so many different things and there's few people like that in the world, so it's very inspiring. Yeah, like oh, again, like like we always keep saying, like always follow what makes you happy. Always follow your passion. Like mm-hmm. to be good at something and really, really like it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and you and you definitely show that a lot too, Dane. Like you, you're really, you're really a boss at what you do, like in, in your shows, your your films, your music, and and at the same time, you really enjoy what you're doing. You're very chill, like very relaxed about it. I definitely see you, man. Oh, thanks, man. That's how I feel about you too. You you do your work as well as you can, but I think once you're like on a one-to-one personal level with people, you 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 kind of let people speak first, and you you are a great listener, and I think that's what makes people amazing, right? Like they they work so hard and they do so many things, but at the same time they're not trying to control the situation or be in the spotlight all the time, but they share it and you do that so well. So that's what I'm excited for your future. You'll always be sharing the spotlight with the people close to you. So that's, that's incredible. Thanks, man. Same for you too. I learned from you the best. (laughs) (laughs) So when was the first time you watched Mr. Green? You said in Chile and when you were young? Yeah, I believe it was in, in, I think it, I remember, I think it was in Spain, if I... Oh, in Spain, okay, yeah. Nice. And, and yeah, like the my first episode ever watching it would have to be the well, the very first one, the one where he is in the exam in the exam. And I believe you remember that one. Where he's taking an exam and he realizes it's the wrong envelope and he spends most of the time just trying to look at the other guy's paper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that one that one's probably the one that makes me tear up and cry the most um, that one is probably number one for my favorite favorite moment of Mr. Bean I would say just because it's so ridiculous like it's so it's so obvious what he's doing right and he he just has no like self-consciousness about it and it's just it's just like how is this guy doing this stuff he's so just oh, he just is relentless and Mm-hmm. The other guy, he, the character plays such a good, frustrated character. Like you can just imagine what he's feeling, having to deal with Mr. Bean beside him, and no one's doing anything to stop Mr. Bean from acting this way. Oh, That's yeah. what it's, it's always like he's always doing something so crazy, and just you just don't do these things in normal everyday life. But no one ever like like tells him to like quit doing it so it's it's really funny how the characters in the mr bean universe act right yeah oh yeah yeah i think with mr bean and you together you, you we finally get to see angry day <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah if some guy was doing that to me in an exam or something oh you would get very pissed off oh yeah so but, uh, I mean, for the sake of entertainment, though, and for more context, like they were trying to study for a math test and he, Mr. Bean, like he studies uh, trigonometry, but he realized in the envelope it was calculus and he doesn't realize until the last five minutes that there were two papers inside the envelope, one for calculus and one for trigonometry. And so he starts like stealing the guy's pen and the teacher's like stop writing i said stop writing and then will you stop writing and he throws his pen away and he yells, god god that was hysterical i wasn't prepared for it mm-hmm. didn't know what test it was mm-hmm. it just acted like so bizarre the whole way through yeah, and yeah 
it's just one of those episodes where you just see Mr. Bean at his most insane well, okay, I shouldn't say insane. His most hilarious, I would say. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I really I really love Mr. Bean for that. Like, he just... You always put, you always see him in some situation that you know is stressful. Like, I mean, there's, like, the one part in the movie, I think, where he he's basically put on the spot to start talking about a piece of art that he has no idea, like, what it is. And they accidentally consider him to be like a professor or something, even though he's not a professor. No, I think he's... they mistake him for someone else. <laughs> and then he has to try to talk about this piece of art, and he knows nothing about it. So he just starts like making things up, and he just is like, "Well, it's very small." Wow, that 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 nice impression. Like, wow, you you got his voice down right. Nice man. A, a plus for the voice. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> I think what he says for exactly is like um uh, I'm trying to remember the lyric the, not the lyrics, the the quote. Um because of room is very small and hardly anybody would be able to see it. If it was microscopic. Hardly anybody would be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice, man. Nice. You're channeling your inner Mr. Bean. Nice. Nice. Wow. The other day, probably in the summer, well, yeah, wow. still summer. Um, two months ago, start of the summer, uh, I was kind of walking around a park with my, with my parents downtown. And for whatever reason, I just had that episode just in my head, like his voice and everything. Because I don't know if you've heard ever heard this on um, the shows of DMUBF in the past, but I, I put a lot of quotes from Mr. Bean throughout the episode, like little yeah. clips. I believe I, I, I believe I'm familiar with that one. I, I still get to hear it, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the, maybe the earlier one from like 2019. Um, it was usually like a swear word or something that would come up that I wanted to censor, so I'd put in like a Mr. Bean quote. Whoa. <laughs> and I think it became kind of like funny. People started hearing that, how it was really just unexpected. And, and you know, everyone kind of is familiar with these quotes from childhood. I think a lot of people watch Mr. Bean, so it's just that's just a good piece of nostalgia and uh it makes it makes the situation it goes from like kind of a rude swear to just being like fun so oh thing about it too (laughs) i bet we we got to see people's reactions to hearing that for the first time just (laughs) and uh yeah and so i exactly and when i was walking in the the park um, I had that quote in my mind, but I, from that art um, scene, I think it's from the first movie. I think I could be wrong, but I just started saying it in the park. I was just walking around the park saying it, and then I got my dad to say it. Like he started to say it because he he had it in his head, wow. and I can't imagine what people in the park must have thought just hearing like two people doing Mr. Bean voices. I have no idea. It must be really bizarre, but. Um, yeah, you just have to sometimes just have fun. Very, yeah. very true. Wow, that that that's a crazy experience, man. Yeah, a tale worthy of Mr. Bean for sure. 
one final word about the exam episode yeah I, that episode was kind of relatable about the whole last minute thing because i remember when i was in um when i was in junior high like say middle school grade six i had to take this french test i i completed the test a few minutes before class ended and i heard from another student that there was another page in the there was more questions in the back of the page and i didn't even realize it so i had to oh god i i, I ran back the teacher said give me the test give me the test give me the test i still have to fin finish it some more and she was okay okay here you go Jeez, just finish the test. I, I, it was a stressful moment for me <laughs> i felt like mr bean in that very scene how i think about it yes. so much Stress. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh no. I hope you uh, were able to complete it on time. Oh, I was. I was. That's good. You handled it better than most people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and how about you, man? Like, um, what, what was your uh, first time watching uh, Mr. Bean? And what was the first episode you saw, by the way? That's a good question. So I think I was introduced to Mr. Bean probably when I was kindergarten or elementary school probably a little bit younger than most people maybe because um my good friend mark tominski um fellow um dmubf guest and i think he's coming on for the um david lynch episode right you are did he uh i've known him since i was probably three or four years old and so we we watched mr bean a lot he he kind of introduced me to him i think because he was into mr bean more heavily than i was so uh he was really into a lot of like british comedy at a young age so he, he introduced me to mr bean and then i think later on i kind of i thought it was hilarious at the time but i kind of lost my uh, connection to it for a few years I just kind of drifted away from it and then I came back to it like I said maybe when I was like 18 my grandpa kind of made me think about it because I saw him put up a Mr. Bean Mona Lisa photo wow. profile photo and I was like that's weird my, gran my grandpa's just like really loves Mr. Bean but like I didn't really think about Mr. Bean a lot at that point, but then I watched more of it and I'm like, okay, now I understand. I understand why my grandpa's in love with this series because it's hilarious and it's just, it just makes you feel so happy and it's, it's a cure to like any sort of sadness you might be feeling in your day. Oh yeah. Watch some Mr. Bean and you, you really feel a lot better about uh, things, just seeing some great comedy. So mm, very true. I think, that was what got me back into it and then since then i've always had it's been it's been, a, it's been close to my heart especially seeing you know a lot of people in my life that i really love and i admire that they they also love the show and they make some laugh and they they can see it for what it is like it's it's not meant to be this like very you know it's not it's not this sort of very what am i trying to say it's just a comedy that just is universally effective. Like it's just it's just things that are maybe not the most well written. Like it's not there's not all these like funny jokes and clever jokes 
mixed in. But it's just it's just good comedy, just seeing like situational things, physical comedy, and it's the kind of stuff that is really rudimentary and really um, foundational to comedy. But it's like the top. I think it's like the best type oh, in, in that category. Oh, yeah, definitely agree with you, man. Yeah, like, and yeah, like, and the best, and it's more, it's very a simple comedy too, nothing too over the top. Well, mostly, but not like, like today, like today, that, that kind of idea of a physical comedy would sound like anything new in today's time. And also, it's more like the comedy is more, you know, like more, it really is friendly. Like, nothing, it's not, it doesn't like talk down or, or it's offensive to any viewer or a partic particular subject matters. Like, it's really, it really came out during a time when they were more simpler, more innocent times. It really brings up the, the that inner, that childlike spirit out of you for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. It doesn't try to make it too complicated, and and you can watch any episode in any scene, and you don't have to know like what's happened in the past or what what the context is. You can just watch yeah. it, and it's it's like very easy to to just pick and choose like which scenes you want to watch, and you don't have to know much about Mr. Bean. Like, you don't really know what his occupation is, like what his like personal life is. It's it's like very mysterious, and that's what also makes him funny. Is he he could be anyone? Like he's like this very like anonymous guy who's kind of like well dressed, but like kind of he wears these really interesting outfits, right? He he looks like he could be like kind of a professor, but then you start seeing what he acts like, and you're like, no, this guy's no, not possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very like. Um, contradictory right because at first you think oh he's he's a very put together polished guy you know he's his hair nice and and combed over and yeah. clean clean cut with his red tie and suit but then you know he just it's all in his face right like he just starts making these great expressions oh yeah crazy movements and dances and uh it's just, it's very inspiring i think like as far as like character development like Whoever came up, well, I think it was him who really developed this character himself. Yeah. But like everything from like the costume design, the the actual just persona and everything about him, it's it's iconic. Like you you couldn't do it again. I don't think. Very true. Yeah, definitely agree with you for sure, man. And uh, I also love how like how even the inanimate objects are treated as though they were characters, like very important to him. Like there's of course his best friend Teddy, and and of course his his car, his mini, like really like they they're like people to him like they're like his friends like they're attached very he's very attached to these objects as though they were everyday humans yeah yeah oh it's so true and he he doesn't really have like a family or friends or anyone really close to him mm -hmm. he, he really just he's so happy as as himself with himself and he i i don't know like exactly what they really I, I don't know what like what they have ever said about Mr. Bean like the writer or Rowan Atkinson about who he is because that's the big question it's like who is Mr. Bean yeah. like well what is he really about and it adds this really interesting layer of like uncertainty mm -hmm. true yeah some people 
joke about how you know in the in the intro credits where there's like the spotlight uh, yeah it gets like beamed in from like outer space onto like, yeah, like he's an alien yeah yeah it's almost like he's like not from this world like he's mm-hmm. he's interacting with everyone for the first time and he doesn't know how anything works that's right yeah like uh mr bean he comes from a from well mr bean land and he's basically lost in another world yeah he's trying to figure out yeah. what this yeah. yeah yeah like Ro- even rowan atkinson's although he didn't say he is an alien of course he said mr bean has like this alien like quality to him mm-hmm. yeah like he, he doesn't adhere to the same like Mm-hmm. expectation or social norms very true and i mean it kind of uh, it was like the 90s right or i don't know how early it was maybe the 80s it's started. Uh, i started in 1990 actually 1990 okay right on the dots of 1990 so that's kind of if if it was earlier i would say this but i guess 1990 in england i think that was also quite a conservative time so it was like a time when if you saw some character like him in the street you would think that's pretty it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. he kind of broke that uh status quo of of what is expected of a citizen and it, it just makes it hilarious mm-hmm. yeah yeah mr bean is like the um the she's asking what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> no worries and um, yeah like uh, mr bean is like probably the perfect example of a man child like even rowan Atkinson himself like he's basically a child stuck in the body of a grown man and that is part of his chart really it works. yeah yeah exactly and there's really nothing that he does that makes sense. Like, he has no, he really has no, like, motivations. Like, it doesn't seem like he really wants to, like, um, like, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem to really care about, like, a career or anything. He's not trying to, like, be successful in anything. But that's just what makes him so interesting. It's like, what is his motivation? It's just to, to enjoy himself, I think. And I mean, I think a lot of comedies, they try to write too much information about characters. Like they try to give them too much of, of personality and, and backstory. And I'm glad they never did this with Mr. Bean. They really just let him be, um, like I said before, like mysterious. And also you don't understand really what he's up to. Mm, yeah. never <laughs> True. Yes, <laughs> you're right about that. And all those things. Yeah, he does have no almost no no backstory, no motivation, but he does have a lot, and I mean a lot of personality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, ton of ton of personality, and yeah, there's no real no real goal to like his his antics. Mm-hmm. He just wants to roam around the world and just it's more just like what what happens to him right like he just puts himself in really awkward situations and he never like he never does the good thing and walks away from a situation he just keeps digging the deeper and deeper hole and it just it's something that the average person doesn't do like you and i would never do this our families people that we know they don't do this kind of stuff so it's really like unique to see like wow this character just he just does the opposite of what you should do like every time just Um, the exact opposite and more than that (laughs) yeah another 
I, in a way, another reason I find Mr. Bean to be, in a way, like inspirational is how he is very good at, he's very resourceful and good at do improvising like when he's doing well of course in his own way like when he's doing day-to-day tasks like say uh like you saw like painting painting the walls in his house he has no paintbrush yeah. so he has to use a stick of dynamite and a paint to make sure all the paint gets on the wall faster like what what like what <laughs> and how does he even own dynamite, Who owns dynamite? <laughs> he must be that rich like <laughs> Yeah, really, it really leads to a lot of questions. Like, how does he do any of these things? Why does he have any of these things? And it's, it really is just absurd. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they could ever make a show like this without. I, I mean, at the time, there was really nothing that I could compare it to, like. I think as comedies evolved in the last 30 years or so, you could say, okay, maybe there's some other influences, but I think, I think for Mr. Bean at the time, I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he had some influence from previous comedians, like you said, like mimes and I'm trying to think of what else could be potential influences for Rowan Atkinson. Can you think of any? Hmm. Well, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, the closest I can think of is uh, I believe you know the the magicians of Penn and Teller. Like, yes. there's this guy who he like. I think Teller is the guy who doesn't speak, and he he's able to ma- like make audiences laugh despite not saying a single word. Like his facial expressions really says a lot. Like body, it's all about the body language and the words. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, but yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. I agree with that. I would really be interested to hear from Rowan Atkinson, like who were his biggest comedic influences, because he, he he has to have some, I think. But at the same time, he's so original with it. Very true. Yeah, like he really like he's like he set the standard for all co- all comedians basically and say mod and modern history. Kind of like how Demi RBF set the standard for all podcasts in Mount Royal. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe at that scale, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people ever were influenced by our show. At the end of the day like on a Mr. Bean level within our program I don't know but uh, I guess I guess that's a nice thing to think about like the, the weirder you are sometimes with what you do the more people will really remember you I guess that's true cool. uh, I, I don't I don't think everyone should maybe try to try to do that like it depends on depends on what you're going for it really depends on what you're going for but if it works well for what you're doing i think you should do it mm, there's a uh, time and place for it, but if it's if it's kind of within your your realm like if you're kind of like starting off on on youtube or doing podcasts or making films like it seems like a lot of the, the stuff that's really offbeat and, and original and weird sometimes finds its way to like the top of the the crop or uh, yeah rises to the top is what I'm trying to say because it, it, it becomes um, 
becomes its own thing. And I think people are attracted to something like that. That's original and different. Yeah, I agree with you for sure, man. Yeah, like really great to let out more of that, uh, that by more spontaneity, like no weirdness, like like yeah. being. We can't all be too serious. Like some, like no one, it, and that I think applies to everyone in the world. I think because no one really is normal. We all have like it's and being too normal, it can be a bit too well boring. It's okay to just let out that more expressive side of you, which is yeah. I, yeah, like why me and you and all the guys at campus get along so well, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, you need to be yourself, and um, especially in your creative things. Like I think that's just the most um, elementary thing. And whatever you create, is you just need to be yourself. That's what's most important. Beyond everything else, is just be true to your style and what you want to do and what you want to say. It's when I think people start starting, they start to think about, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. What will people think about what I'm creating? Or um, I, I think that's when people start to limit themselves. So it's good just to be able to be free of that and, and really express yourself. And if that's in music, art, film, comedy, podcasting, YouTubing, doesn't matter what medium it is. I think you just have to be yourself and uh, not be afraid of it, I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Drone action is a great example of that, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I've learned. I learned from. I learned a lot from him for sure. Yeah, and a lot from you two guys about you know being being yourself basically. Yeah, and yeah, I speak from experience on this. On for for me for a guy who started out his year at university as this very quiet, shy, shy and quiet guy, but then so, then just just you know, just let 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 loose. Like really, I really learned to be more expressive in expressing myself more. Enjoy more that spontaneous side yeah yeah that's so good to hear because i mean uh, especially for for you as a creator like you really have to you have to just be able to just create what's in you and then i mean like obviously rowan atkinson himself is not mr bean but that's obviously like a part of himself like it's in him it's in him it's one part of him and he he's he's let it loose like obviously Rowan atkinson has a lot of other sides to him but it's all about like channeling something you're really good at something you can really make people laugh at or be uh, scared by you're like if you're making horrors or thrillers or be amazed by or think critically about or as, as like a, an actor, director, filmmaker, writer, like it's all about finding those emotions and channeling them. So yeah, definitely for sure, man. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're on your path to just excelling at because you are really expressing yourself with your, your screenplays and you're finding topics that you find interesting and really pushing it to the, to the max of what you have in you. So it's, it's amazing. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, and so and so are you too, with all your numerous projects, your your podcasts, your films, your music. Oh, and by the way, um, I should have I was forgot to mention this earlier, but congratulations too. Next week is gonna be when uh, you're surfing in the dark hits mainstream, right? Like, <laughs> we'll see. I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll be saying something in the next next little bit. I I am a little bit behind schedule, but it's it's coming. It's coming. I. 
yeah, I, I don't have an exact date, but it's coming very soon. No worries, man. No rush, man. No rush. It's gonna be all the vibrators you're making. I already know it's gonna be awesome. Like, seriously, this could be the, the new. Why don't you sense me? It could be the new, yeah, love it. I love this. I just love it. Wow, it's that iconic. I'm excited to create, and I think. Especially in these times, what's more, what's most important in our lives is really finding a way to create, despite the challenges, because we're living in one of the most challenging times in, in modern history. So it's all about staying inspired, staying in, interested in things, keeping a good sense of humor, you know, making beautiful, creative work and um, just doing it well, whatever genre or medium you're, you're in, right? Yeah, very true. Best as you can. Mm, agreed with you. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I think Mr. Bean. It's a really great show to binge during this time during the quarantine. Like these are very dark times, and it's also good to like escape, escape some more, like bring out a bit more levity into these dark times. And I think Mr. Bean is a great choice for that, for sure. Yeah, definitely pre-COVID. Uh... I can't imagine Mr. Bean having to wear like a mask and stuff like that. It would it would be hard for him, I'm sure. So, uh, I mean, it's all in his eyes, though. Like, I think I think he could still pull it off if he was wearing that. Oh but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so cool. Wow, imagine Mr. Bean and COVID. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> it would be harder because, I mean, like. A lot of these situations he's seen, he's in like public places and he's like, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. At the same time, though, a lot of his best stuff is like at home alone. So you could probably do a Mr. Bean series or like scene of him just mostly by himself and it's still hilarious. But yeah, for sure. That would be epic. Yeah. And you want to be even more hilarious too? What if we did a film where it's basic Mr. Bean? meets Rowan Atkinson, like that could be a great my dinner with Andre kind of story. Like him and him, him and his character. That'd be that would right. be funny. Yeah. Two sides. <laughs> They're like brothers or something. Mm-hmm, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of story. <laughs> yeah. I would love that, yeah. That'd, that'd be cool. I could definitely get behind that. Um, have you also seen the the Mr. Bean uh, films, like you know Mr. Bean's Holiday, and yeah. uh, the other films that's gonna be called Bean? Yeah, yeah, I've seen both of them. Um, what's funny is actually speaking of my grandfather and his love for Mr. Bean and our shared love. Probably this was four years ago. Uh, yeah, twenty the, the end of twenty sixteen, going into twenty seventeen, New Year's Eve. Um, my grandpa and I spent New Year's Eve together watching Mr. Bean's Holiday, like like at eleven p.m. before the clock turned to twelve. Like that was our that was our time together because it was. Um, I think my my parent, my dad, unfortunately, he had to. He was at the hospital that night. He wasn't at home. He was having, um, sort of like not an emergency, but he needed to go to the hospital. And then, so my mom and my dad were gone on New Year's Eve, which was really strange for that circumstance. But then my grandpa was over. So we watched Mr. Bean together. And that really got me out of like the, the scared, worried feeling I was in, worried about my dad that night. So 
we're able to enjoy the last bit of 2016 that year together watching that movie and <laughs> laughing together nice. so that's another thing that i feel connected to mr bean for i think because it's like it's that comfort it's that uh, escape from your worries and stress and anxiety it reminds you that everything will be okay Nice, man. Really nice to hear, yeah. And also a really great way to end your year on a high note, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a really interesting New Year compared to my next ones. <laughs> it was totally different, but it was, it was special for that reason, so... Yeah. And I bet, uh, and I bet, watching uh, Mr. Bean's Holiday really like nostalgic for you because it remind it reminds you a lot of your travels, right? Because you're traveling from one. Yeah, like <sighs> Mr. Bean's holidays, like you see him in these new locations, and the whole idea of travel is so mm-hmm. is so fun, right? And to see to see this character getting on a train and mm-hmm. doing all these things. It's kind of like an adventure, but then you also have the layer of comedy, which is really interesting. I, I, I'm personally like, I like the movie a lot, Mr. Bean's Holiday. I think it's funny, but I do lean more towards the the TV series or like the TV episodes. I think that's where Mr. Bean's at his best, but the movie is still really good. I think it's it's something different, which is nice. Oh, yeah. And yeah, also, great. Like, the originals will always be the best, for sure, man. Yeah. Are you also aware of uh, the the animated series? Oh, no, I haven't. I, I know about it, but I haven't watched the animated series, but I think I should. <laughs> it, it's just as... It's it's the the original is still great, but the animated it's even it's also comical as well. Like really, yeah. wow, it's just wow. If this was put into live action, it would be even more crazier. Just <laughs> that sounds really good. And Rowan Atkinson reprised his role as uh, Mr. Bean for that one, doing his uh, voice. Well, not his voice, like more his mumbles or feeling. Yeah, really. So he it was his his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, you couldn't replace Rowan Atkinson with someone else. I don't think that would. Not that. Definitely not. I think you need you need to keep it like if they ever try to do like a reboot and and it's with some new actor or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'll feel about it unless it's like unless they bring something new, but they're they're close enough. I think I would be open to the idea of like some young actor one day creating a new Mr. Bean. I have a feeling they might try to do that one day. You wouldn't be surprised, right? No. Uh, but I so. I, I'm not going to be close-minded and say it wouldn't be good. I would have to see, like be done well, and I, I think it could be done well. But for now, I think as long as Rowan Atkinson is still active in his career and everything, you you have to let him continue with that character. And that that's literally like him. So oh yeah, definitely it's so hard to separate the two. So true, yeah. Like it's the role everyone remembers him for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so true, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and since we're in the nearing the one-hour mark, it's time to hear the list. Oh. Our top, what you consider to be our top five, or it doesn't have to be in any order. Five funniest or favorite moments in Mr. B. Let's start with the birthday boy. <laughs> Top five. Oh wow! I was thinking top three, but let's see. Okay, top five. Uh, um, so I would probably have to point to Mr. Bean in the library. Library Bean. I think that was a really good one because 
I'm trying to remember the exact moments. I'm trying. I'm just kind of watching the scene again. But you know, you have Mr. Bean and the librarian. The librarian's angry at him because he keeps making sounds like he's sneezing. He's like taking out latex gloves and just like he just keeps making noise in this quiet library. And I think you see Mr. Bean at one of his most just unaware of like social norms and like rules of places how he's just disturbing everyone but to him it's just he's just out enjoying himself like it's i don't think he really he gets it and it's, uh, where's my charger <laughs> wow nice nice with the voice man i can find my charger Okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> nice, you got the most right, man. Nice. You could maybe you could be the new Mr. Bean. <laughs> that would be interesting. I would love that if I could try. I wouldn't do it well, but I would try. I would try my best. It would be it'd be a challenge, definitely. Maybe for Halloween, I could do it. I think. Ooh. Nice. I can that. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> you could be monk and I could be bean. That would be interesting. Oh, that that would be epic. Yeah, I can see it happening for sure. <laughs> so, um, uh, where were we? All right, I'm uh, your 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 list, right? Uh, yeah. So as I mentioned, um, probably library bean would be in the top five. Um, I would say, oh, I would definitely have to say from the bean movie. I like the airplane scene. Oh. Um, my phone falling over um yeah i would say that's probably one of my favorite scenes from like the movies because he uh, i'm trying to remember exact moments like i'm watching it again here but that's from oh that's that's from the same movie where he um i think he has the art show from the the airplane scene he you know he's just like being a goof just so being himself then being himself throwing candy up in the air and catching it in his mouth and then he does that yeah that's, that's something really disgusting i don't really even really want to talk about it with uh with a bag mm-hmm. with a bag that yeah has something oh. really gross oh yeah I, I don't want to talk about it on air but uh you guys can search it if you want to see it <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, he takes the bag from the people next to him and then he blows into it. And, oh, yeah. That, okay, I'm watching again. That's a really gross scene, actually. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and we can censor that part from the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's iconic. And then, of course, like, you know, you have him being just so silly in the airport, getting himself in trouble. Yeah. Uh, he just does not think about anything he's doing. No, he does not. No. <laughs> so I would say that's a memorable moment. Um, I definitely would have to talk about maybe the hospital scene where he's just in the wait. He's in the wait room of the hospital. Oh. He, he keeps he keeps annoying everyone in the in the wait. Like. Yeah. Like every single person just gets annoyed, and he's waiting, waiting, waiting for his turn to go into the to the doctor's office. So I think he's just like getting more and more angry. And he, he I think when Mister Bean gets angry, he gets just worse. Mm, oh yes, very true. Like like a child throwing a tantrum. Yeah. So you really see him at like his most like petulant, annoying. <laughs> but it's it's really 
really iconic. Uh, you just keep seeing the number like change, and it's just oh, yeah. him being called. Oh, yeah. I think we can all relate to this because we've all had. We were really pissed when we had to had long hour waits at like hospitals yeah. in supermarkets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he has like a like a teapot or a tea cup and <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I bet we'll never know what the reason is. That makes it all the better. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, that's classic. Um, and then maybe the pool scene, uh, the diving board that he's frightened to to jump off of, and you know, like he's he's just like there on his hands and knees, just on the edge of the diving board. <laughs> that scene. Finally, I think a couple of kids get mad at him and they just push him off, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. And then just shows how like he's just a big baby, but he's hilarious. <laughs> that just be an appetizer for what comes next after he lands in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like literally like clinging to the board with his fingers, <laughs> hanging off. <laughs> he's making it worse for himself by not just like jumping. And <laughs> But I mean, I can relate to this because honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm scared of diving boards myself. So I, I shouldn't call him a big baby because honestly, I'm not, I, I've never really done it. I feel like it's kind of a sketchy thing. So well, I, yeah. I've never done it. I had that kind of feeling before. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like try to cling, cling my hands up in the diving board or no, just it was really scary. Like when you see just how high it is from up there. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. We can all relate to that. I think mm -hmm. some point in swimming lessons when oh, yeah. growing up. So, I mean, I can't, I can't think Mr. Bean's all that weird for that. I think pretty that's pretty normal but it's just his behavior it makes you it makes you laugh because mm -hmm. yeah. you know few people would actually be hanging off the side of it clinging to it but he, it's like he doesn't really want to like get off of it and he doesn't want it drop it's just like he's just hanging there like he's just he's not making a good decision to either like mm -hmm. leave the diving board or jump and it's just like he's stuck in that in between the awkward oh, yeah. that's the great thing about being it's like he's very indecisive like he doesn't know what he should do yeah. and never and never give him a third option because his head will explode so exactly <laughs> exactly um after that oh i would probably say the operation scene as well where he he's a surgeon mm, oh. that, that's oh. hilarious because i mean it's it's not hilarious if you were to put yourself in the perspective of the patient, like no oh, one could possibly worse than you know having yeah. Mr. Bean as your surgeon. That's like oh god, take me somewhere else, please. <laughs> so it's just because of the situation. It's so cringeworthy. Like it just it makes you so anxious because it's such a serious situation. And of course, you put the most clumsy guy ever and absolutely no experience doing this stuff in a, in a very serious position but i think he ends up doing an okay job right in the end like he i can't remember i, I don't want to boil it and i also don't really know what ends up happening i forget it's just something you would want to be involved. oh not at all no no, no. no many mistakes yeah or imagine mr green having to deliver a baby oh, i can't imagine this Ugh. Okay, no, I'm watching it again, and no, he's, 
I, t I take back anything I said. He's not doing a good job. Like he just keeps screwing things up worse. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember what actually happened in this episode, but I just remember being so stressful. Oh hell yeah! Uh, yeah. Oh god. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, the other, the last two. I think I've mentioned four already, but I might just mention these other two. So I have the the art scene um, where he's basically put under pressure to talk about this piece of art, like I mentioned earlier, and um, it's from the movie, I think. And I think it's just, it's memorable for me because we've all been there where we kind of are like, maybe someone thinks we know something a little bit more than we really do. And we have to kind of, you know, I, I don't know, like you're put in an awkward situation, maybe with your family or like, like oh, yeah. social situation where you're forced to talk about something and you just, your brain's not working. But also, I mean, with, with Mr. Bean, it's like he actually doesn't really have any clue of what he's talking about because it's like a mistake again people are always mistaking him for a professional like they think he knows what he's talking about seriously what have you seen this guy <laughs> come on <laughs> so it's really not his fault at the end of the day like he's he's just in these bad time time and place situations where yeah like, people around him and assume he knows way more than he does yes wrong place wrong time yeah we can relate to that for sure <laughs> so you can't even really be angry at him like it's just people expect too much from him but he never like is he so afraid to tell people no like, i can't do this like I'm, I'm not trained to be a surgeon or no i'm not an art critic or a professor and you know he's he's like too too worried i think to like talk about like his whole side so he just he just goes along with any situation and it's just it's always a bad decision but even like the speech like he ends up actually people clap at the end and they actually they think it was a great speech even though he like he offends someone's mother in it he says so many bad things and just things that are meaningless but he ends up with like a standing ovation basically at the end so <laughs> so it went horribly right man. <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> it's it's so stressful to watch though because you can just imagine you can empathize with him more oh my god so public speaking is the worst by the oh, way just... it's, it's harder than it looks absolutely and number one gotta put it to the exam scene I think that's the one that deserves the most credit for just being just the most iconic for Mr. Bean, I think. And also, I, I think that's also the first episode of, of the Mr. Bean. It was, yeah. Like, the very first scene. Yeah. yeah. So that was, like, the birth of Bean, and that's, like, one of his most iconic and funny episodes. And the one I go back to all the time because it's so... It's absurd. Like, if you were to see this in real life, you would think it's, it's absolutely insane. And it is, even in a show, but, like... It, it, it's almost believable because you you see how he is later on in more scenes and more episodes and you you almost think yeah i i don't put it past him to do something like this but when it's one of your first introductions to bean you think this guy is just he's just something else mm -hmm. i think he can get away with these things it's just yeah. Oh god, and yeah, it's basically relatable because the pressure of trying to finish an exam. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I've been there before. Mm. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Let's not repeat that ever again. <laughs> Being unprepared and not, you know, yeah. Poor Mr. Bean. I, I, I wish he has better luck in his life because he must have a very stressful life always fumbling into situations that that's right. He's not ready for it, but... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm excited to hear yours now. <laughs> I had a bit of trouble coming up with this one, but here we go. At number five, would have to be like the the gift exchange part from uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. Like, first of all, Mr. Bean, he has got to be the worst boyfriend ever. Like, seriously, he, he's torturing the poor woman. And I know. Like, they have a Christmas dinner and they all exchange presents. Like she gives him uh, like a, a toy boat as a present and he gives her uh, like a, a picture frame. She was expecting an engagement ring, but but he, and she starts crying and he feels bad for her. So he gives her the present, which is the box containing an engagement ring. But when she opens the box, she doesn't see a ring. And when she looks up close, it's a small hook. Like the hook meant to hang the, the the painting that he gave her and she of course just stormed out like <laughs> and like screw this i'm out of here and being like what what, what like what what did i do like wow jesus christ being, no idea you know, why it was bad i bet she screams every valentine's day Ugh. i don't even know how she puts up with it yeah. Uh, no. She must be very patient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So, and the and the best boyfriend award does not go to Mr. Bean. <laughs> at my uh, number four, I have to give this to the also the swimming pool scene to like after he falls from the diving board he he loses his trunks and he basically is all naked <laughs> and he tries to get the, the trunks back but a little girl like she snatches the she snatches his trunk with a snorkel and everyone has to go back home but Bean tries to sneak out all the way to the parking garage while still in that in his birthday suit he gets there but then two women but a bunch of women they go by him and they see that it's gonna be a full moon tonight <laughs> God, God, God. <laughs> oh it's so funny and number three, I have to give this one to the dinner scene and uh, Mr. Bean returns where he, he celebrates his birthday at a restaurant. He was expecting a steak for dinner, but instead they give him something else, which is disgusting. So he tries to get rid of it by any means necessary, even if that's like eating a piece and spitting it into another guy's trousers. <laughs> Or in another woman's handbag. God. Yeah, that is something I can relate to. Because, see, when I was like small, I really, really didn't like vegetables at all. So I tried to find ways to hide it without my parents seeing. I, I remember doing something like, hey, what's that? They turn around and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Oh my goodness. And they don't know about it. Not even no. today. No, don't tell oh. don't tell them though. Don't tell them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I promise, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we've all been there when we were young. But it's it's just so weird to see like a grown adult. Like he could just he could just tell the chef like you you gave me the wrong food. 
but he's so like nervous or something to talk to people about things stuff. He instead does like the most embarrassing thing possible, which is like throw food at other people. Like what the heck? Yo, I know, right? <laughs> and then he eventually ends up complaining about it. So the chef apologizes. So he gives him another of that steak, except it's much bigger than the last one. And this time he has to eat the whole thing with the waiter watching him. God. Oh God. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and now I'm at my number two. This one was a bit of a tricky one, but I'll have to give this one to the art class. Like. Oh, yeah, that one's good too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Mr. Bean, like he has to do a painting of a, a nude woman. And he is too embarrassed to look to look at her, so he comes up with his own, with a solution, the Mr. Bean way solution, of course. <laughs> he gets like a bunch of these pots, puts a string on them, and uses it to cover the woman's breasts, so he can draw her without embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. He, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Make every situation worse, but for the entertainment purposes, right? Like, oh man. True, true, yeah. And I think it's a bit relatable. Like, I think at some point in our lives, we got a bit freaked out watching someone, you know, naked for the first time. Couldn't you? Yeah, that, that is true. And Mr. Bean's so innocent and so, like, he just hasn't experienced things, it seems like. So he, <laughs> he just, he's so nervous about everything. Oh, yeah, he's not used to that kind of life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my my number one, the funniest episode and moment of Mr. Bean would have to be the church scene. Mm -hmm. Like... Mr. Bean like, goes to church and he sits next to a poor, unfortunate man who he basically starts annoying the crap out of him. Like the the sermon deliver he speaks very in a very boring voice. So Mr. Bean struggles trying to fall asleep. And when he when he falls asleep, he wakes up and ends up like <laughs> cho choking the man for a moment. <laughs> and, God. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. He he keeps falling asleep, which is, I mean, uh, uh, well, I I've never fallen asleep at church. I don't go to church very often, but I mean, th I mean, you fall asleep in other cir circumstances, right? Like some long event that you're just yeah. yeah. So I mean, you can relate to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. True, yeah, and we all try to stay awake because trying not to offend the person speaking. So yeah, yeah. Well, I remember a moment like this. I, I never fell asleep in class. Never, no, but there was this kid next to me who fell asleep. I didn't notice, and the teacher had to have me wake wake him up. And I was like, "Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up!" Like, <laughs> love God. the sound effects. <laughs> so you you were like the guy next to Mr. Bean. That's right, pretty much. Yeah. I think we've all been. I think that's the thing. We've all been the guy or woman next to Mr. Bean. Like we've all been there. Yes. And also, we've all felt in some way like Mr. Bean. But few of us have ever done something as just not normal as Mr. Bean. So it's like it's just like breaking that like 
the expectations, what you think is possible, realistic. And Mr. Bean just flips all those things on its head. Like mm-hmm. this guy can break any rule. There's nothing that he won't do. So. Mm, yeah, very true. Yeah. So, man, yeah, and God help us also for being very patient with the man. <laughs> and after, and to stay awake at church, he tries to like eat a piece of candy. But when everyone gets up, he ends up getting the candy stuck in his pocket. <laughs> and um, I, I think I'd rather I show than tell for this one. Like he gets like the candy stuck in his pocket and tries to reach it. But when the guy starts looking at him, he has to like do like a, like dance, a dance move. <laughs> he drops the candy in the floor and he's embarrassed to see anyone <laughs> kneeling down. So he has to do like this and then finally. <laughs> uh, man. I, I need to watch like every one of these scenes again today. Birthday yeah. experience, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I did something similar to this when I was in church when I was ten years old. My parents were uh, like, like confused. So what I was doing. Wow, just God, yeah. We we all have like a Mr. Bean in us, like that weird spontaneous side to us. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially when we were kids, like we we see we see ourselves in Mr. Bean more when we were young. Like and that's what makes it funny is because we're adults, but this is an adult that hasn't grown out of this phase of of Mm -hmm. childhood. Um, antics and like so I think that's what really I think makes you laugh or at least me laugh is is the fact that like this guy is supposed to be you know he's a middle-aged well not middle-aged but he's he's like in his 40s or whatever and there's just nothing about him that's put together he looks like I said like he could be but you see him around people for a few minutes and it's like wow okay even even when I was a kid I knew better than this guy (laughs) (laughs) I bet you were a really precocious kid Dane (laughs) I was like I could be silly but for the most part I was pretty serious but yeah it's normal when you're growing up you you do silly things and I mean you have especially when your friends are around and you just have like that like audience and just like oh I can make people laugh so I think that that's what I'm kind of interested by being it and, and like Rowan Atkinson and stuff both of them the character and the actors is how for example like my my grandfather's like in his 70s or yeah in his 70s and he's he's he treats like the Mr. Bean idea as like that's his way of telling better stories like he puts that character when he's talking about some character or he's doing an impersonation or my my girlfriend's dad when when he's he's talking about stories and and really explaining something or like you're with him and, and you're in a kind of mundane environment and he just decides to do something funny mm-hmm. it's just to frighten the mood just to make everyone yeah. laugh and cut the tension definitely for sure so i think that's a, that's a nice thing about him is it's like obviously he takes it to the extreme and you shouldn't but like mm. keeping keeping it at like in the limits the, the goofiness and the, if it's if it's harmless 
and if it can just break the tension in like a situation that's kind of serious i think it's um it's great and i, I think it makes people's lives better and, and that's what mr bean does for everyone i think oh, yeah that's yeah, great yeah and yeah like i said it's, it's always never it's always good to keep that like that childlike innocence in in you like we like we we were in our 20s we all know that but we've also got that a bit of that that little kid in in us and that just makes it all the more more sweeter like we can't always be too serious we all have to have this comical side to us as well like yeah and i think the nice thing with mr bean is like like the character he's annoying people which is bad mm. but like the character they're characters they're actors so it's like they're they're pretending to be more annoyed than they really are but it's like it's more so the idea of like rowan atkinson and mr bean the joke is on mr bean like people are laughing at him and 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 rowan atkinson embraces that like he he is the he's the source of the humor like he is what's funny and so i think it's good like a lot of people i think today in, in like comedy and youtube youtube pranking channels a lot of them they try to make innocent bystanders like oh they're funny because of their reactions and i think it's not as funny in real life so it's, it's funnier when it's like that person is like em embracing the the humor like i think um impractical jokers does a pretty good job of this the comedy series the whole idea is like they're friends and they're getting each other to do embarrassing things but the joke is on them like they're not like making other people feel uncomfortable and we're not laughing at those people we're laughing at like the person doing the embarrassing thing which they're all in on and they all know what they're doing so i think that's that's the nice thing about mr Venus. it's like it's not like cruel or mean it's more of the joke of like we can laugh at him because he's he's in on it they're in on it and that's what makes it funny right very true yeah yeah and it's wow. kind of like letting go of that ego and, and just making people laugh by your own sort of goofiness and your mistakes. I think that's important is like showing your, your flaws and your, your uh, like some of the best stories I think that I've heard from friends or family or what I've told people and they really laugh is when it's like something that is frustrating for you to go through. But you can turn it into a comical way and you can see the lightheartedness in like the stressful situation and people, some people don't want to express these like embarrassing things, but it can be funny it can be funny and if, if you're cool with it and everyone's cool with it and you're you're able to express this without like a big ego i think that's that's, that's what makes yeah. mr bean so nice and i think a lot of funny people oh yeah so, for sure you know, yeah. again like wow i just love your point of view man like yeah it's really great to also turn it around his head too like mm -hmm. nice nice man nice yeah, yeah I, I, and I think about it, I, I think we, I'm going to re rewatch more Mr. Bean later today, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should have watched Mr. Bean back in back at your house. Name. Like that would be yeah. that would be iconic, an iconic experience for sure. Yeah. Maybe for a birthday, we can we can pull out some sort of well, at least on our phones or something. You know, maybe we can find a way to watch an episode or something together. That would be fun. Awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's all the, the time we have left. I have to go very soon. No worries. And, and this has been Sin City with Nick Manessis and the birthday boy, Dane McLean. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Like, really. Uh, happy, yeah. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Thank you for todo, mi amigo.
y tú también, mi amigo y mi hermano mayor. <laughs> nice, man. Wow. Again, like, really, not, you, you got it. Like, that actually sounds a lot like his voice. Just, wow, damn. Damn, man. Through facial expressions as well, but practicing the voice, trying to do the voice. And you succeed. Nice, man. Nice. You, you are full of surprises, man. Like, you never cease to amaze me. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sin City. I'm not next week. Bye, Nico. Bye, Dane. Happy birthday. Nice day. Thank you.